0: Hey, thanks for stopping by today. My name is Jeremy Griffin, the Ministry and Operations Director here at Redux Church. If you're looking for a local church to become a part of in your area and just haven't found the place you feel God is leading you to, consider reaching out to us here at Redux. We know lots of great places and would love to assist you in finding the place God has for you. On the other hand, you may be here right now because you've become a bit disenchanted with church. And if that's the case, maybe Redux is the place for you. We are a real church in a virtual world. While we don't meet every week in the traditional sense, we do have a community online where you can chat, ask questions and connect with others like yourself. We do on occasion meet in person for small group discussions and special worship and prayer events, but new Redux discussions are available every Friday morning online. In any case, we are glad you're here now. And if we can do anything to serve you, please let us know. You can contact us anytime online at redux.church. God bless.
1: You're listening to the Stream Grace Network.
0: All right, we are back. We're going to wrap up John chapter five, and I'm here again with my bros, Wayne and Joseph, and uh, two things before we get into the scripture today. The first thing I wanted to say to you is, as I say often. If you haven't already done it, go ahead and stop the video now. Go check out some worship. Spend some time with the Father. There's nothing better. It's the only thing we have to give to Him. It's the only thing we have. We can't give Him anything. Everything else already is His. But but Wayne can't give God my worship. He can only give God His worship. That's all we have to give Him. And so take that opportunity to do that because the byproduct of that not the goal of it but the byproduct is you're going to be blessed and the the fallow ground in our heart this this dry rocky soil gets plowed up and we can hear his words more clearly it takes root strong plants yeah grows up and grows strong that's what want. powerful analogy it's good <laughs> Just means i love i love that imagery <coughs> so much anyway uh so so do that but uh, i want to take a quick second here uh joseph williams has been a part um this is first time on a Redux. Yes, sir, um, thank you episode and uh not the first time but the first chapter (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. and uh just tell tell folks a little bit about yourself what you do what god's called you to do
2: um well i am i have been a pastor and right now i'm not not currently pastoring a church in the you know bricks and mortar sense sense and Mm -hmm. traditional sense but what god's been really uh working on me in the last year um, is he's been showing me how that right now within the current church model it's very it's not very conducive to produce what he's wanting to produce in the earth and um, his ultimate goal if you ask what god's goal is you know people will tell you um, well it's to save all the lost and that's definitely part of that but it's not the eternal purpose because if it were god's eternal purpose then there will always be a soul in need of being saved Mm. but what god's eternal purpose is is that the glory of god fill all the earth and what he showed me was is that we are the carriers of that glory but what happens is, is that God will begin to put his anointing on a man of God, but that man will begin to hoard that glory for himself rather than taking that glory and pouring it into those whom God assigns, just like Jesus did, because what he's wanting is that he said he would come to build a house for his glory, mm. a place of habitation. But that house is not a physical house. It's actually a people yes. and it's you and I, mm. it's the ch- church. And what he wants is the body of Christ to be the ultimate expression of spiritual life, the ultimate expression of his glory until until his glory fills all the earth. That's what it means to advance the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's not advancing my agenda. It's not that advancing my platform. It's about advancing his kingdom. And that's what I'm about. And God's been doing some things lately. You know, I've been looking um, you know, talking with you, getting on the stream, grace now, getting all my stuff together, ducks in a row to do a podcast so that I can begin to share the things that God has been showing me. But, but also I believe at some point he's already starting, beginning to start these little works. We've got a little work started in our house mm. that we meet on Sunday evening. And it's amazing what it, we just get together and it looks like a body. It looks like a family because he wants the body to edify itself. Yeah. Um, it, it's not about me as a pastor, you come to me for everything. Um, I, I that was so disheartening to me to see, uh, church members have been church 40 years and they're still coming to me for mm-hmm. just simple Bible answers. Uh, and I'm like, you should be further along than that. And that's, that's my fault, you know? So I want you to grow up and I can't force people to, but I really want to be able to empower people to walk in who God has called them to be. Yeah. so that's man, that's what it. I'm about. <laughs> that's awesome. Man. So
0: I love that. Well, really, that is it. We're called to facilitate. I mean, that's the primary thing, right? We're the, just amen. directing traffic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> A lot of ways. Yeah,
2: it's kind of like we, we were talking in the, um, the previous episode about how that as you see me, you should see the father, yeah. you know, because the truest thing, um, when I came to this realization, Jeremy, that the truest thing about me is Jesus mm-hmm. when I see Jesus I should see that's who I was meant to be he was the second Adam yeah he was what Adam should have looked like yeah. and and it's and people think well that's mean. automatically I don't know why the religious crowd goes to well you think you're God I'm like no <laughs> no I don't think I'm God. But Jesus put on display yeah. what, it, yes, he was a savior. And I'm not saying I'm to be the savior of the world. I'm talking about his sonship. Right. But he put that on display for me. Mm. And I want mm. to walk in that. And so, yes, God has put an anointing on my life. And I do believe that um, one of the things that I don't know why um, this happens, but whenever that anointing, there's a specific anointing that comes on me that when I'm in an atmosphere, when and I can't choose when it happens, but the glory of God falls and you know, we went to a, a trustiest weekend here um, and I'll explain what that is at another time. But anyways, it's kind of like a men's encounter weekend where we get away from the world. We put our phones down, we don't do anything and we just um, just get alone with God. And, and on that weekend, the glory of God fell in there. And man, it was like, I'll forget how many men were saved, baptized in the spirit. There was thing. There was people that were had demonic oppressions on them that were just hmm. getting cast off of them. It was amazing. But it. But what my goal is is that I've seen in ministry is that what's the ep, uh, the of ministry? Well, if, man, if we can, you know, we get someone healed. Now right. all of a sudden we start this whole ministry, and man, we have got a healing ministry. And I think we miss the boat because if we would focus, I'm looking beyond that, and saying my goal is that the glory of God um fill fill this place, because in the glory in the presence of God, healing happens, deliverance yeah. happens, you know everything we need happens in that presence, and so i'm looking and so i'm I'm thrilled when people are healed and things like that happen, but sometimes we want to go there and think we have arrived mm. but it's not it's not yeah, so anyways that's awesome. Well, we
0: want to thank you for being a part. Thank you. It's very cool. This is why we've got great kinship, too. Uh, we've yeah. really connected from King day men. one. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, let's get into the rest of uh, John chapter five, shall we? Let's do it, man. If I were to testify on my own behalf, my testimony would not be valid. But someone else is also testifying about me. And I assure you that everything he says about me is true. In fact, you sent investigators to listen to John the Baptist, and his testimony about me was true. Of course, I have no need of human witnesses, but I say these things so you might be saved. John was like a burning and shining lamp, and you were excited for a while about his message. But I have a greater witness than John. My teachings and my miracles the father gave me these works to accomplish and they prove that he sent me and the father who sent me has testified about me himself you have never heard his voice or seen him face to face and you do not have his message in your hearts because you do not believe me the one he sent to you you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life but the scriptures point to me Yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. Your approval means nothing to me because I know you don't have God's love within you. For I have come to you in my Father's name, and you have rejected me. Yet if others come in their own name, you gladly welcome them. No wonder you can't believe it. For you gladly honor each other, but you don't care about the honor that comes from the one who alone is God. Yet it isn't I who will accuse you for the Father. Moses will accuse you. Yes, Moses, in whom you put your hopes. If you really believed Moses, you would believe me. Because he wrote about me. But since you don't believe what he wrote, how will you believe what I say? All right. I'm just jumping right in on this one. So the thing that sticks out to me right away is where he's talking about, you know, this John testified of me, but this this greater proof is the miracles that I do. And and in uh, the last chapter, we talked about the woman at the well and, and how this woman goes and she testifies and said, come and see, you know, what this man, he told me everything about myself. So come and see. And the whole village ends up, you know, coming to Christ and, and spending time with him and believing on him. And they say, we now believe because we've seen, we've heard from him, not just your testimony. And it really was an interesting observation that I hadn't really seen again until I got into this particular passage, the next chapter, that the testimony got them off their feet, right? The testimony got them up to go and see, but it was the experience with the Savior directly that caused them to believe, and i find that super interesting i don't i don't know why it's such a big deal to me <laughs> why it's been sticking out to me but but i think we've we talk so much about testimony but what i brought up at, in the last chapter uh several weeks back is that we we've in the church tend to live off of testimony instead of live off of our relationship right we yeah. we're like oh i remember when god did this or uh, my friend has a friend whose grandma prayed and this happened and it's just all about the testimony yeah. which maybe has brought us to this place but it hasn't caused we haven't entered into that relationship with jesus we haven't truly
1: believed on him what do you think there are two types of people in the church on sunday morning there are those who only know what they've been told. Yeah. And there are those who know what they've experienced. Yeah. And the power of the personal experience is always greater than the knowledge gained from what you've been told. Mm. And boy, that's good, man. It's, it's, it's about pursuing that experience and, and, you know, quote, people get saved and we, we call it a, you know, you have a personal relationship with God and, and yet for most people, there's very little personal about it. Now that's obviously a judgmental statement on my, on my part. So I have to be careful in, in how I say that, or we can just sit here and be a bunch of negative Nancy's <laughs> talking sure. about church and that's, that's not yeah. my point. But my, my point is, is that, you know, i i i grew up i'm a i'm a fourth generation believer i can, i can trace my my heritage back to to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in milwaukee wisconsin uh blah 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 but i i have actually i'm i'm sixty two years old and literally have lived most of my life really based on the knowledge of what someone told me mm-hmm. and not in my actual own personal experience yeah Mm-hmm.
0: This is what Jesus says right here. This is my favorite part of this whole passage. He says, and the Father who sent me has testified about me himself, and you have, talking to the Pharisees, you have never heard his voice or seen him face to face, and you do not have his message in your <clears throat> hearts because you do not believe me. The one he sent to you, You and this is it, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. Yet you refuse to come to me to receive This life. And I I absolutely believe Jesus right there said what you just said that you can hear about him. This is knowledge. You search the scriptures to to learn about me, and I'm right here. (laughs) Hello. I'm in front of you. Yeah. And you and you won't believe that. My question is why? Why do you think this is? I mean, I have my own opinion on this. But why is it you think that it's easier for people to keep diving into scripture? or diving into testimony or what somebody has told them than it is to have the experience themselves.
2: I think because it requires a certain level of responsibility. Mm. You know, I can easily tell someone, well, this is what I've been told and just regurgitate the answers, you know, but whenever I, if I truly believe now that now it requires something of me, it requires. It, I can't use excuses anymore to be the same that I was. Mm. Now I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. All old things are passed away. All things are become new. It's not just ethereal. It's real. Yeah, you know. And there's a when I read that because <clears throat> I love that passage because it, that it says it says you know um that so these scriptures are about me it says you search the scriptures from them you think you have eternal life right but right they are they that testify of me um and i can't quote it i'm not the greatest at addresses but i can quote scripture mm-hmm. but it says um man shall not live by bread alone mm-hmm. but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god right okay live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god those two words there in the greek are different Um, bread is the word logos Mm. which means the written word but the other word every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god is rhema Mm -hmm. you know and i didn't understand that because in the denomination i grew up in we were very versed in scripture and we use that but i was dead inside i knew the bible like the back of my hand and i could i could even in the bible college that i went to We were taught, you know, basically how to rebuke or rebuttal anything if they came against what we were told was true. Right. (laughs) But I'd never learned how to truly hear the voice of God for myself. And that comes through relationship. But that came, um, (laughs) Andrew Womack actually was the one who kind of helped me understand that, you know what, the spiritual giftings and and baptism of the Spirit is for now. Mm. And it was one of his. I meetings that he laid hands on me. I received that. Mm -hmm. And that's when it changed because at that point, then I began to not only be able to be pray in my prayer language and the Holy spirit could pray things for me that I never could pray before. Now I was able to hear the voice of God and to hear Tim, hear that still small voice speaking to me and leading me. And sometimes he would say things that, you know, you know, if God told me to go over here and pray for that woman and, and, in the store i can't find a scripture verse that tells me to go pray for that <laughs> right. woman in the store right but he told me to do it that's a of word yeah and that's what jesus was demonstrating you know he wasn't living by by a set of rules or a set of laws he was living by the very voice of god and uh yeah
0: i i agree when you say that it it holds them accountable People are accountable to it, right? Yes. I absolutely agree. And I think the sad thing about that is ignorance doesn't keep you from being accountable. Mm -mm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, for whatever reason, there's a safety in avoiding that experience Mm -hmm. that that is perceived, but it's not real, right? It's not a a real thing. It's you're missing out on true life, complete and absolute life. Sorry, Wayne. I, I'm sure you have something you'd like to add, but I just
1: keep on defecating. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I, uh, I, I can give way. <laughs> I'm over here grinding my teeth. Yes, yeah, I, so I know. <laughs> Go for it, man. Um, you know, I I sort of collect these sayings that I sort of live my life by. They become values to me, or whatever you want to say they are. And one of the things I say is our greatest challenge. Is to have an experience with something we've never had an ex- we've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. And these these Pharisees, uh, they they had an experience with the law. Uh, when John comes along and says, "Man, we need to repent and we need to get ready. We need to be looking for the Messiah to come," they were okay with that because they 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 were versed in all that Old Testament scripture said so that was coming. But when it got too real, hmm. when all of a sudden John says, "Behold the Lamb that takes away the sin of the world, and he's saying, "You know that messiah I've been telling you about that's him that's right there. him <laughs> it it got too real mm-hmm. it be it be, they they were suddenly challenged yes. with something that was totally out of their paradigm of all their old Testament thinking, of all their old law mentality that living, breathing in the flesh is what you've been looking, hoping, and praying for. And we sit in church on Sunday morning, and God is wanting to do something. He's wanting to do his work. And and we need to be doing his work, and we're okay until we get uncomfortable because mm. it got too real. Mm. And... Uh, that's when it's easier to just sit back and, and listen to what another man says. Uh, that's the problem that Adam had. He sat back and listened to what a woman said, not trying to bring any man-woman thing. That's, that's just factually listening. what she was. Yeah, right. uh, you know, there's what God had told him to do. And and now they're in the midst of a conversation, says, well, you know, this, this tree would be good for food and make us wise like God there's this there's this unbelief that there was a challenge to go beyond into a greater experience than what they had and and they were afraid to go into that level of experience. Mm-hmm. and And these Pharisees were being challenged to go into a level of experience that they'd not had, and they were afraid to go into that experience. Hmm. And that's what separated Jesus' followers in that day is that they were not afraid. To lay down their occupation of fishing, they were not afraid to lay down the the massive income of being the tax collector, and and go experience something they'd never experienced before. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I, it, good.
0: I think they were drawn in spiritually too. It was not, um, you know, he, he, he'll talk about in the beatitudes, which I don't know if we're getting the <laughs> next John or not, but maybe in Matthew. I don't remember, what. but but in that he says, "Blessed are those who believe and haven't seen." Yeah. You know, it was one of those things, and so you see that with his disciples, right? So they believed on him prior to seeing miracles happen. Then you have this whole group. And I talked about this last chapter. You have this whole group of people that believe because of miracles, yeah. but, but either way, I think this is something I think we've got to figure out in, in truly helping people come alongside, like come alongside them and helping them hear the voice of God is that the accountability side of this that we're talking about isn't something to be feared It's like, it's weird. Yes, absolutely. There's accountability, but it's such a small little part of what we're talking. Like you don't think of it in those terms. Like until you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that's true because it's not about accountability. It's, it's about now all of a sudden I have a new confidence, competence, an equipping and anointing to go and do the will of the Father just as Jesus did. And that comes through identity. Yes.
2: Yeah. When
0: we know who we are.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: And that's, you know, and again, this this is why Redux Church values are what they are because it's, it's one upon the other. When you know who you are and you are who you are, then you hear the voice of God and follow it. You can rest in that and there's no labor to be had. Yeah. That's how we live our life. Productive, and chill. Yeah. These are just the realities. We we as Americans especially live our life at a hyper level of productivity to survive. We believe we have to do x amount of things in order to have the security in order to rest, right? We got to work our butts off to rest and and have Saturday and Sunday for some. And the 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 god way of doing it is, no, take on my yoke, my burden, it's easy, it's light. And you're just hanging with me. Yeah. It's like going to work with dad. It, 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 I didn't ever get a chance to do this, and if my kids ever did, it wouldn't be the same experience either. But but if you're going, let's say dad is a is a is a trim carpenter, and you're going to work with dad. How much trim carpentry are you really going to do? Now you're going to walk away feeling like you did a lot of trim carpentry today. You're going to go home and you're going to tell mom, especially when you're 8 years old. "Mom, we put together a shelf system. We we built some cabinets. Uh, I learned how to to do the router and <laughs> never mind the dad had to throw away all of that stuff." <laughs> 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 because that's the reality, right? Yeah. So dad's doing all the work but we feel like we've come alongside him and been a part of it. And we have gained, right? Those kids can grow up and they have learned something. They didn't do anything really productive that day, but they did learn something and they weren't helping dad. Dad was helping them. And that's what it is to come alongside God. He hear his voice and, and follow his direction to do that is to help ourselves. Yeah. He didn't need us to do that. He desires us. Oh my gosh that's exciting that 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 reality that god doesn't need us he desires us is is such a different approach and when you've done nothing but pour yourself over the scriptures looking for life yeah jesus made it pretty clear here you're looking for life but that's not where you're going to find it life is me i'm life And that's why people come up empty and come up dry. And and if they extrapolate their experience with God based on what they've studied in scripture, of course they feel responsibility, obligation, condemnation.
2: Yeah, and I would even take a step further and say, he said, you know, it's in me, is life. But in in one essence, what he's saying is that that life is in you. It's tied to your identity. When you see me and you see who you are, that's where the light you're looking over here thinking if I've got all this knowledge and everything like that, but no, you need to discover who you are. Yeah. You know, cause there, you know, when the rubber meets the road, you know, you were talking about that, um, how that, you know, when the rubber meets the road on that stuff, you know, and it becomes real all of a sudden now I look at what I think I am or the lie that I believed to who I am now, all of a sudden it's scary. Mm. I don't know that I can measure up to this. I don't know that I can do this. But that's why if I know who I am in Christ and that life is in me, the power <laughs> is in me, Christ is in me, the power of God is within me, now all of a sudden, you know, I love getting words of um, getting words from God, and they're great at first. You know, it's like, man, thus saith the Lord, and you're going to do such and such. Man, I'm all excited until all of a sudden I'm like, oh, shoot, uh, I don't know, how am I going to do that? Right. <laughs> and i realize that it's just like you said it's not me that's doing it it's god within me
0: yeah the 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 phone doesn't doesn't have a clue how it works Mm -hmm. it doesn't know how it works yeah it just works and it definitely doesn't sweat how to how to make it work right It's
2: interesting you use that phone because I, i that phone right there how many functions on that phone do you know how to use
0: well, I know how to use a lot of functions. Yeah, okay, a lot of functions. But let's say there's yeah.
2: a thousand functions that phone can accomplish. Yeah. But I know how to use ten of them. Right. And say that phone represents you and I. Mm-hmm. We have all this these things that are already inside of us, but we only right. know how to do this, this, and this, even though it was created to do so much more. Right and and who put that within it the creator the creator that's right the creator designed that phone and put everything within that phone to do exactly what he accomplished it to do why is it that we believe any different if god created us and he created us with a purpose mm-hmm. then he has put within us everything that we that is needed for us to accomplish the purpose for which he created us. In fact, the
0: only thing we can fail at is not being ourselves. Exactly. (laughs) Right. You can't fail at being yourself. You can only fail at trying to be something that you're not. You're definitely going to fail at that. As a matter of Mm -hmm. fact, like no question, but if you want success, just resolve who you are. And at the base level, I am a son of God. Yeah. (laughs) A child of God. If you're a woman, you're not a son of God. Speak it
2: over yourself. I would encourage, you know, just even the audience, I speak things over myself all the time, especially whenever I'm in a place of unbelief. I speak the truth of God over my life because there is power. The Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's important that I hear that and that I hear my own voice say it. Yeah, it is. And so that's
0: good.
1: Yeah. Wayne, I, I got to go to, cause I know we're going to run out of time here soon. Uh, it says, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life that you mentioned and you use that illustration of the son going to work with the dad. Uh, the, the son was finding his, his source in mm-hmm. that relationship with his father. Mm. And, and too often we, we spend our time having our source being a written word. And, and John, who they were celebrating initially, is saying, hey, you need to look for a person there's a person gonna bust on the scene any moment now. And, and they were okay with that till that person got there. Right. Because <laughs> their comfort zone was, was scripture. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we, we need to be looking for the person of Jesus Christ. We need to be looking for the person of the Holy Spirit. We need to be looking for the person of our Father absolutely, uh, to, to be in our lives. And, and again, it comes down to experience. Uh, I can have experience with a person, but I cannot have experience with with letters on a page. Right, and uh, mm. there's there's nothing to be gained. Uh, let me let me let me retract that. Uh, if 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 you if you see what the letters are pointing to, there's something to be gained. Right, uh, yeah. but if if we're just learning letters to say we learn letters and and to see who does the most eloquent job of of talking about those letters. We've gained nothing in a relationship. Right. There,
0: yeah. there are gun rules for safety, right? Reciting them is helpful and important. Following them is ultimately the most important thing. Yeah. If you can tell me how to handle a gun and you still point the trigger at yourself or point the gun at yourself and pull the trigger, it really doesn't matter what you just told me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing is having the knowledge is one part. <laughs> Executing the knowledge is the You you part can sit out
1: and, and, and read a book on electricity all you want. Right, But all you got to do is touch the wrong wire one time. And you know everything you need to know. And you know everything you need to know. <laughs> Unless, of
0: course, you want to continue to work with it. <laughs> guys, this has been good, man. I appreciate you being a part of uh, John chapter 5, part of the Redux Church family. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm excited. And, and I want to thank you guys for joining us, too. Yes. Uh, I'm going to pray for us, and then uh, we'll wrap up. Father, thank you so much for this time with you. It's time into your scripture and this deep revelation that we have gained from being uh, just available to listen to each other. That this iron, as we talk, this iron sharpens iron and we we uh, grow deeper and deeper in our walk with you. It's it's through you, not through your scripture, but it's through you we have eternal life. Your scripture simply points to you and we thank you for it all. We praise you for it. I, I pray for those who are listening to this right now that the Holy Spirit begin to draw them closer to you. Um and to each other, and to be a part of a family, and not to go and do life on their own. Thank you so much for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank amen. you guys for joining us as well. And if you have any concerns, questions, comments, or you just want to connect with us, please do so. Redux.church, you can connect with us there. Uh, share this this uh, conversation with somebody you think it'll help. Share the whole series of John, um, and get them uh, get people you know, a place to jump off from. You, yourself, and anybody else to continue to uh, propagate the truth yes. of who God is in our life. Amen? Sure. Amen. I'm going to assume they said amen back. Yes, <laughs> I was of, saying it for them. You said I... it for him. Anyway, also, if you feel led to do so, you can give online to help support this work financially. You can do that again at Redux.Church. Just click the support button, donate button. I don't know. There's buttons on there somewhere. Anyway, thanks again. God bless you guys, and we will see you next time.